Back pain is a problem to which many people can relate, whether in the short term because of an injury or because of a longer lasting or chronic situation. Dr. Adam Rufa, an assistant professor in the Department of Physical Therapy Education at Upstate Medical University, is here to go over this common problem, its causes and treatments. Welcome, Dr. Rufa. Thanks for having me. Now, back pain is a common complaint, but there's actually many causes of back pain. Can we talk a little about the types of back pain that might bring someone to a physical therapist? Sure. I mean, probably the most common thing that we see with back pain is unknown, unfortunately. It's very difficult to make a diagnosis, and partly it's because we've got all these fancy technologies like MRIs and x-rays, but when you start taking MRIs and x-rays of people without low back pain, they have just as many findings as people who do have low back pain. Really? So it makes it challenging, and most people who come in, we, we label them as this non-specific low back pain category which then can sometimes make it challenging to know exactly what intervention is going to work best for them. There are some more specific things where people might have irritation of a nerve, which then they have have symptoms down into their leg, like numbness, tingling, and weakness, and those are a little easier to diagnose. But but really, the, the vast majority of individuals who come in, we can't pinpoint a specific pathology like an injury that, or something yeah. that's just they'll have disc they'll have maybe a disc herniation on an MRI but like I said we don't know that that's really what's the cause because there's lots of people who don't have any pain who also have disc herniations and degenerative changes and all those things that we find are there differences um, among age, the age spectrum are older people more likely or there, there is there is things that we see um, you know, as we get older, you, you have more degenerative changes. There's things like spinal stenosis that we talk about, which okay. is a narrowing of the spaces where the nerves go through. And a lot of times the symptoms will be somebody will, if they walk for too long, they might get cramping in their legs or their feet that indicate that maybe they're, they're starting to, to not get, um, to get some irritation of those nerves. And then they sit down and they feel better. So that's a common one. And the younger population is in, say, the 30 to... 50 range is more likely to have problems like an acute disc herniation, which maybe will irritate a nerve for a short period of time. But the good news is, is the vast majority of those things get better. On their own? Um, on their own and sometimes with a little bit of treatment. Oh, okay. Well, the, now let's, go, let's talk a little bit more about pain. Is the pain, is the way a person describes their pain helpful for helping to diagnose whether, like is the pain from a ruptured disc different from the pain of a pulled muscle? Um, sometimes. Uh, really, the pain, pain is one of those things that's very difficult. Pain is, is an experience that's created by your nervous system and your brain. So the amount of tissue damage and the type of tissue damage that's happening or may not be, uh, may be very different for one person than another, and their pain experiences are very different as well. So you could have, you, somebody could have a disc herniation and have um, very sharp pain. Other, some, somebody else might have dull pain that, that, that lasts longer. So it's quite variable, which, again, makes it a really challenging thing. Wow. And they've studied low back pain as one of the musculoskeletal problems that's been studied the most. And there's still a lot of confusion. And partly it's because this, the pain system and the, and the pain generation is so complex and in, impacted by many things. And one of the one of the really frustrating parts, and that can be difficult, is not only can you have tissue damage and sometimes not even feel pain at all, but then you can have times when you have lots of pain, 
and the pain that lasts for a long period of time and it's really not associated with any tissue damage and it's more a problem with the nervous system and the nervous system's interpretation of what's going on. So just because you have pain doesn't necessarily mean you've got a pro an injury. Yeah, yeah. especially as it gets into a chronic situation. Huh. Acute pain is usually very useful, right? P the pain is our alarm system. It's supposed to warn us that there's, a, there's, there's danger or some potential danger to our tissue. And that's really good right off. If, if, you, twist your, if you twist something and you, your back's a little sore, you want to maybe take it easy for a couple days. So having that pain is useful. But then when it's been weeks or months and your body's had time to heal, but sometimes your nervous system doesn't end up calming back down. So these are the small percentage of people, the 2 3% of individuals who have back pain that go on to have chronic back pain that lasts for mm -hmm. months, maybe even years. And what we're finding more and more is that if we start going around and looking for all these tissue problems, that it really doesn't explain the condition. And really, it's, we're starting to notice that majority of these individuals, it's more of a problem with their nervous system. And their nervous system hasn't calmed itself back down and realized that there's not a threat anymore. So if, it's, if, it's, if pain is the alarm system for the body, at what point do you know that it's time to go see a doctor? Yeah, that can be challenging. Um, if you get through this life without having back pain, you're an oddity. <laughs> <laughs> Most of us are going to have back pain in our life, 80, 90% of individuals. And the vast majority of that back pain is going to be something simple. It's like the headache you get. You feel it for a short period of time. It goes away and you're fine. Um, so I would say that the pain that maybe is, is very intense, the, okay. the stronger it is, if you're having symptoms like that, are, that are more worrisome like numbness and, or difficulty walking or maybe changes in your bowel or bladder status, all very rare things. But if they happen, they can be indicating that you need to maybe get seen sooner. Okay. And then if just it's been, a, it's been a couple days or a couple weeks and your pain's not getting better, um, that's a time to go. Okay. And I'll also add that what we're finding is one of the biggest predictors of whether you're going to have problems with pain long term is your thoughts about the pain. Hmm. Is that if you're if you're very if you're very worried about it, if it's having a very large impact on your life and it's starting to really um, they call it rumination. If you're starting to really, really think about it all the time, that's a a really good sign to get in and that you might be at a higher risk oh, wow. for this pain to last longer and get in to see somebody who can help you to kind of put it into a context and, and, and help you learn how you can move and be and be okay with not have as much pain. Okay. So if it's really bothering you, not just physically, but yeah. bothering you mentally, like every time you step or turn, you're wondering yes. what it's going to be. And that's been a big shift and, and it's been a big shift in the research but as, all, as very often, we've been a little slower on the uptake on the clinical side to realize that. We still okay. sometimes focus on those other things too much and don't really listen to the patient and see if, if this is how much of an impact it's having on their life and how much they're worrying about it. Okay. This is Amber Smith, host of Upstate's HealthLink on Air, talking with Adam Rufa, a doctor of physical therapy, about back pain. So um, what sorts of treatments are being used these days? I know the American College of Physicians issued some guidelines recently that um, basically said patients need to be active and waited out yeah. regarding back pain. So You know, years ago, somebody would have back pain and the advice was, okay, go lay down in bed for a while. Take out, you know, rest, relax. And it, it made sense at the time, but then as we start studying it more, we find that 
it's probably the worst advice we can give people. Um, really, the best thing is to stay is to stay moving and to try to keep with your normal activity as best you can. If that's not working and you do seek care, there, there's lots of interventions and and that that guideline you just mentioned. One of the big things that they are pushing is that medication should not necessarily be your first defense. Hmm. And one of the things and one of the reasons for that is is that that medication doesn't really impact the course of the disease. But it, they come with risks, especially if you get into things like opioids. And we've been talking a lot about right. this opioid epidemic. And so we're really pushing people to stay away from those. But even things like NSAIDs and Tylenol have their risks. Non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. Yes, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. They, they, have, they have risk and lots of people are injured by those. So especially if you take them for a long period of time. Right. So you should always consult with your doctor before you start taking something like that. But really getting, getting active doing exercise, and, and even now some of these more mind-body things and, and, and some, some, some education about what pain is and relaxation and getting good sleep are all really important things to getting mm. better. Okay. Well, and, and physical therapy. Yes. It may be a prescription that... Yeah, physical therapy. Um, the nice thing is, is in, in, in New York State now, you can access a physical therapy, therapist directly. You can come right to us. Um, and... A lot of times what the, the intervention will be focused on is, again, trying to, trying to get you moving. And there can be some tools like massage or manual therapy where, you, where we move the back either quickly or slowly, um, which can then just reduce the pain to help people move more. But the, the real key is just getting moving, getting active, and really showing your body that it's safe to move and allowing the nervous system to calm down. So tell me, um, what is sort of like a first appointment like for someone who comes to a physical therapist with back pain? What can they expect at the first appointment? I'm glad you asked that because that can sometimes be anxiety producing as well. Right. And, and physical therapists, I think, get a reputation of you know pain and torture. And really, if you have somebody as a physical therapist and, and their mentality is pain and torture that might not be the right person for you. <laughs> okay. But really, when a person comes in, they, they often have some, some paperwork like you normally have to do to fill out to give us some information. And then we sit down, depending on, on the place you're at, for a half hour, an hour, to really just hear your story, to find out what happened, and then to gather information. We'll kind of have an idea of what we want to do, and we'll, move, we'll run you through some movements. You maybe push and poke at, your bo- at, at different parts of your back to try to see you know, where the places are that have the most pain. And then often start intervention right off. And it might be an exercise. It may be some kind of hands-on therapy. Does it, does, will a person necessarily leave the physical therapy office feeling better than when they came in or not necessarily? That's always our goal, <laughs> okay. but it doesn't always happen. And it, sometimes it depends on the state the person's coming in. If somebody comes in and we, they have really intense pain, it can sometimes be more difficult at that time to get, to get, get that it under control. down. But okay. there are some things that we can do. And, and then on the other sense, sense, sometimes if somebody's had pain for a very long time, we'll see patients who've had pain for months or even years. And then usually that kind of stuff takes a little longer to respond because it's been going on longer. But I, I always... I always don't feel like I'm, I'm really successful unless I've given that person something that helps them manage their pain that first that visit. That they take with them. Yeah, to, to take with do them. At home that, and that's one of the ultimate goals is, is that you don't need the physical therapist. That we get you to a point as soon as possible where you can deal with your symptoms and manage them on your own. Okay. Well, let's talk, before we end this, let's talk a little bit about the profession of physical therapy. It seems to me that it's a field that's growing 
um, and you represent the uh, uh, the physical therapy education department here at Upstate. What? Yeah, I have a long history with Upstate. I started. I I came to school here and graduated in in 2002 with my master's in physical therapy, and then came back through uh, Upstate and got my doctorate. And now okay. I'm 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 lucky to be a, on faculty here, and it is a growing field. We're often ranked as like the top 10 professions when you look at these different rankings. And the education has really changed over the years. We started out with just a bachelor's degree, mm-hmm. and now we're at a doctorate level pretty much all over the country. And so students often uh, complete a four-year degree. And sometimes we have early admissions that can be after three years, and they have some prerequisites. And they come in, and they have um, three years of PT school, which includes um, usually about two years of classwork with intermingled clinical experiences. So hmm. at, at Upstate, they have three different clinical experiences. Um, and they have, well, they have several different clinical experiences. Some are small, some are longer. Um, the, right now, our third years are out, and they have their last two, which are each 10 weeks. So it's really, it's a great education. There's a lot to learn. And, and individuals need to have, they need to have good grades, but they also really need to be people persons. They need to be able to to make sit down with somebody and make them feel comfortable right off talking to them and and really discussing things that are that are often a difficult a difficult um, part of their life. Do you find um, people that end up in physical therapy? Did they were they biology majors or? Yeah, a lot of times they're science they're science, science based. Kids. But you know we also like to get those English majors sometimes and and they're a little out out of the normal mold because they bring, they're very well-rounded. Sometimes they're very good communicators and communication is so important. Okay. Neat. Well, it's exciting. Well, thank you so much for coming in to talk about back pain. This has been Upstate's HealthLink on Air speaking with Dr. Adam Rufa, a doctor of physical therapy at Upstate Medical University.